Thanks for listening to the audio of 717 Church. This is a place where we continually strive to worship Jesus as the King with our lives, wreck our personal kingdoms to build His kingdom, and live out God's Word in the way that we interact with others. For more information, please visit 717.church. All right. Good morning, everybody. How's everybody going? Oh, boy. All right. Uh, we're going to work on this. My son was the first to answer, so you know you're in trouble if Trey is the first one to respond. Um, my name's Jeremiah. I think we know most of us. Uh, we know each other. We're getting to know each other. And uh, the hope today is uh, this is kind of, for lack of a better term, a town hall. But we're going to kind of talk about where we're headed. And so my heart is always to give as much information to you as possible uh, so that you can pray through and say, okay, God, is this where you have us? Uh, we recognize a whole lot of things. Uh, one, uh, we're new. Like, if you weren't sure, we're new. Uh, two, this is a work in progress. This is what God's kind of laying for us to step into. And so we don't know everything, but we're trusting God for what's in front of us. And uh, we recognize that we're all coming from a bunch of different places. Uh, we're in all different seasons, all different things, all kind of different places going, okay, God, what do you want to do? And so we want to give you as much information as early as possible and kind of give you the opportunity to understand or as best as we can, and then walk through that and go over the next couple months, we're going to continue to build relationship towards Jesus together. So we're going to give you some information. Uh, I'm going to have, uh, my heart is always to be as relational as possible. So even if you have a question in the middle, I'm good with that. We will have questions at the end. Uh, there's a couple pieces of paper, hopefully, that most of you got. There's like a FAQ. If not, we can get you one. There is a uh, ballpark of just this information on a pretty sheet uh, that's got some blue on it, so it keeps your eye attracted to it. And then there's some next steps at the end that we're always going to kind of lay in front of all of us. So uh, let me pray, and then we'll get rolling. Jesus, this is about you. This is uh, our heart as open hands and eyes up to the king. And so we're stepping in going, uh, God, we're trying something different. We're looking at this a different way. Uh, we aren't better. Instead, we are part of your body. And we want to uh, find ways uh, to focus on you. And so thank you for who you are. Thank you that you know us. And Father, many of us, uh, all of us, have the desire to be known first by our Savior and by others. And so, Father, may this be a place that that's true. But, Father, the best part is you never leave us just the way you are. Instead, you, with the incredibleness of love and grace that we don't even understand, you call us to yourself. So, Father, we pray may this place be that. May it be an in instrument of your grace, an instrument of your love, an instrument of truth that allows uh, purity of seeing you. And so, thank you. Thanks for this opportunity. Thanks for these people. Thanks for my friends and the chance to do this together. In your name, amen. All right. Any questions off of my prayer alone? Good. I'm going good so far. What's that? Oh, yeah, that's a little shady. That's right. Uh, so, yeah, the, the hope is, is going uh, how we kind of started, how we got to this point, 
and then where we're headed from that point. And so uh, there'll be a couple slides up here. It's a little bit brighter in here than normal. Um, so if you can't see it, everything should be on that piece of paper in front of you. But I just want to kind of lay out where how we got here. Um, the blessing of God uh, showing grace over a long period of time is going, I'm pretty hard-headed. And so it takes me a while to learn things. And so uh, over the last probably 18 months of my life, God's been continually pressing on me. It's like, Jared, do you trust me? And if you do, you need to get your eyes up and to let go. And I said, okay, I don't really love any of those phrases um, because I'd rather look to what I'm trying to do. I'd rather hold on to my life. I'd rather hold on to what I can control and then go, okay, God, what does that mean? So uh, in the last probably year, uh, God made it pretty clear that where I was at, uh, I didn't fit that system. They're not a bad system, nothing wrong with that. I just realized that that wasn't the spot that God wanted me. And then it's not how I was wired to go after and be a part of the body of Christ. And so I said, okay, God, what does that mean? And I didn't know. So I left a job, had no clue. I played golf for a week, which was awesome. And then Nikki said, you needed to get a job. I said, okay. And if you don't know Nikki, she's the nicest person in the world, but she also has standards for me to live by, and I'm very appreciative of those. And so I uh, played golf a couple times. She said, Jared, this isn't real life. I said, I know. So I went to try to find a job, and a buddy of mine who I was going to work for said, hey, I just don't have work for you right now. And what laid out was a month of just going, God was like, you need to do this. And what it did was just a decompress, uh, just letting go and saying, okay, God, this is yours. And out of that, we gathered some friends and said, you know what? This is kind of our heart. This is where we're at. And does this make sense? Do you want to travel with us? And so you've probably seen most people that are a part of the team up here. Uh, it's about six families that just said, God, we believe that there is something here that we want to step into. And then you fast forward through a whole bunch of crazy circumstances. And here we sit today. And so we're going to try to explain a little bit of that to you. But the, the main gist of it is going, this isn't about any of us. This is about what we think that God's kind of laying in front of us to walk into. So you can kind of see up here, welcome to 717 Church. The very cool thing is, in the past week, we have a logo. So yeah, that's crazy. I am not a person that loves branding, but I do love uh, where God has uh, even laid that. And uh, you're excited to see that. Hopefully you'll have it in the next week or so, so you can kind of see some of that. But 717 Church strives to be a church that's kingdom-focused, spirit-led, and relationally driven. Our heart as a church is to grow in relationship with Jesus, our King and live it out. That's what we're after. Uh, one of the things that we're continually trying to work on is going, let's not try to think through how church was done. And we're not trying to just break the mold to break the mold, but instead go, this is yours. And how do we need to operate differently because of who we are, who God get, has gifted us here to be with, and what is our strengths to play into? Okay. So uh, why 717 Church? 717 is home. Uh, that's really it. So really interesting, apart the name, uh, a lot of us, when we're kind of reading 717, we're like, we all have different area codes, especially if you came out of uh, a different spot. Uh, but 717 is just a simple representation that this is where we're at. And what that means for us specifically is this is where we eat, this is where we sleep, this is where we work. And we believe that God has given us purpose in every single area of those things 
to go after his kingdom. And so we're not, the heart is not to be a multi-site to cover the whole county. The heart is not to do anything other than dive into the community that he has us invested in. And it's where we're home. And so what that looks like is continually to empower people to grow in their faith and then take a step. Grow in faith, take a step. Grow in faith, take a step. And I think one of the hardest things for most of us, if we're all honest, is actually taking that step of faith. And so the basic reminder is this is where we're at, this is where we're going to be, and this is where God called us to, okay? And so over the last couple weeks, you've heard the values. We've kind of preached through those. Uh, If you didn't get to hear them, we'll continue to talk through them. Uh, They're up here on there. Worship Jesus as king with our lives. Learn and live God's word as we journey with others. We're going to wreck our kingdoms to build his. And simply, we're going to work to follow the king. And so those are strongly worded on purpose because they should call us to something, right? They should move in us. They should allow us to know, you know what? This is an area that God needs to work in my life. This is something that's going to continually need to be broken apart and allow him to rebuild. These are things that I'm keeping away from the king, and instead, I need to give them to him, okay? And so we are a values-driven church. That's what you're going to hear. Our mission and vision are very similar to a lot of churches because it's the body of Christ, right? Uh, Should be pretty similar as far as mission and vision, but the values are very specific to us and how we kind of want to focus on kids and students and relationship. That's what matters. All right, so this is where it gets fun. Questions, worries, concerns. Anybody nervous? Good. Man, this is so great. You guys are, you have a question? Oh, you're nervous. My daughter's nervous. Okay, so I got this one yelling and this one nervous. Okay, great. All right. So this is where we talk through strategy, what that means. And so one of the things that's not up here is uh, we want to be, uh, you guys, for many of us, you might know our story, the ability and the blessing that God has even laid on our hearts to be a part of foster care and adoption. And uh, what that done is it's changed a whole lot of our understanding of who God is. It's understanding of different people. And so I really believe as a church, there's an opportunity for us to continue to come alongside and to go after what does it look like to be a church that's going to be continually stuck in about we're going to be there for people. We're going there to be there for people who maybe are in a hard spot. We're going to continually to dive into those relationships. So what does it look like to be a church that continually, what if we have a crazy goal that we want to empty the foster care system in the next 10 years? Like, what would that look like? And so what that says is we're not about continually building something that will make this thing bigger. Instead, it's going to use the gifts and abilities that God has given us to continue to take steps of faith that are going to bring his name in places that aren't always there. And so our hope is going, when we talk about strategy, it's going, these are not big lofty goals to make us bigger. It's instead big lofty goals to say Jesus gets glory. And that usually looks in hard moments of faith and usually in the brutal moments of our lives is where the cross steps in and is there for people. That's where we want to be. 
And so what that looks like, right? We want to be transparent and authentic. Uh, I hope that most of you know this by now. I'll tell you anything you want to know. Uh, I don't really have a whole lot of cards to put on the table, but I, I'll give you what I got, right? Uh, so if you have questions, my hope is that we can always have a conversation to talk about things. Um, if this isn't a place for you, we want you here. You're invited. We want you to be a part of this place. But you say, man, we need this. I totally get it. I had a conversation this week with one of basically my brothers, like one of the people I'm so close with. And they were like, hey, this is where we're going to end up for church. And we go, we love you. Go get it. That's where we want you to be. And so we want you to understand that this is not something we hold tight to. 717 Church does not have a corner of the market. Instead, it's going, we're part of the body. And we're going to continue to tie each other closer and closer to who God is, not to a building, not to an organization, but it's continually pour into that. So we want to be transparent. I'll give you the best information I have. I'm not real smart, but I know people who are smart, and I can give you their number, right? And so we have that opportunity to always work towards that. Um, That's where we want to be. Okay. We work to use everything for his glory because nothing in life is ours. We really believe in this. Is going. We want to be as streamlined as possible so we use what God has given us for his glory. Uh, all of things, I, I, even this morning with my son, we're driving, and he was like, yeah, God, it's like one of those rare moments where you're like, we're having this great conversation. He goes, yeah, because it's not ours. And I was like, okay, all right, we're working it, right? We're getting there. But that's the point is going, this entire thing, nothing is ours. Instead, it's his. And so we want to use that for his glory. And so we measure ourselves what God's word calls us to. Um, very simple. It's where we want to be. God's word will tell me who I really am and tell me where I would need to be, which is Jesus. And so uh, a lot of times we deviate from that uh, because we want what's easiest for us, not necessarily what God calls us to. And I believe God's word speaks to me pretty quickly as far as how I'm screwed up and how I need him. And so it's amazing what God's word does. So in this, we are an environment for ambassadors to grow. And what that simply means is everywhere you go, that's where we want to encourage you. And so, again, it's not about this place. Instead, it's going, you go to work, you go somewhere, and you're around people that need Jesus. How can we be an encouragement to you while you're there? How can we fill us up? How can we be easy ways, encouraging ways to just continually to allow God's word to be with you, to encourage you, to know you have a body that's going to take a step with you, and you're not going to be by yourself in that process, right? And that goes along with the bottom one, which was your community is your mission field, where you're at. That's where we want to be, and that's where God has us. And then kids and students are a priority. Uh, I had the blessing of doing somewhere around 15 years of student ministry, and I still love it. Um, it makes me a little more tired than it used to, right? Uh, I have some of uh, my former students here, which I'm so thankful they even like me to still hang out. Um, but that opportunity, that matters, And so if there's something we can definitely agree on is that, uh, and I want to make this very clear, okay, Satan is always after kids, okay, because there's purity there. And there's that opportunity because most people make their first step of faith before the age of 18. And so we want to be a place that says, man, we want to encourage, pour into, dive into, and build places that are discipleship-driven. Man, we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. But, man, we want to be a place that goes, these kids have the truth of the gospel in their life. Are they going to be perfect? Nope. My family will prove that imperfect happens all the time. But instead, we're going to go, okay, let's take a step together. What's it look like to repent? 
What's it look like to confess to each other? What's it look like to show grace like we've never understood before? What's it look like to be that way? So, Kids and students matter. As you saw today, they're up here. It matters. We have a kids team already uh, rolling. They've got kind of the task over the next couple months to kind of lay out how we are going to do kids and then eventually students. And you'll get to see in today, or today you're going to even hear one of the first steps we're going to take as families to just be connected and understand, like, what's it look like to build that relationship. And it also reminds us that uh, this is a blessing where we're at. It's like incredibly beautiful, uh, but we need a spot for kids to be kids. And so this isn't our permanent home. Um, they ha- List Track has been incredible, a huge blessing, but we also want a spot for kids to be kids and have fun and run around. They'll always be a part of worship. They'll always be a part of us, uh, but we also want a spot for them to get specific teaching and connection. And so you'll hear more about that as we figure all those things out. All right, Structure. First and no, let's pause. That was a lot. Questions? Yeah? Okay. We'll come back to it at the end. That's good. All right. It's just really a chance for me to catch my breath, so thank you for that. If you could just make up an easy question. Anybody have softballs out there? My name is Jeremiah. That'd be great. All right. Uh, the structure. This is one of the things that we has uh, been really good to work through. Is uh, This is a first and third Sunday. We'll always be first and third Sunday will be a normal church service that you'd normally see. It's very connected. Kids will be always a part of it, like those kind of things, right? It'll be pretty normal as we did. I mean, two weeks ago, we did the Macarena in church, so it's like it's real. Um, but with that, the second and fourth, the goal is this, is we want you to understand kind of like this is relationship towards Jesus, And again, this is kind of where we are, is going, we want you to understand there's people in your life that care about you. And we want to pour into leaders that are going to pour into people so that we can continue to build kind of a flat structure that allows people to grow in their faith, has people invested in them. And so second and fourth would look like this. Okay, so I'm going to, do we have one more slide, Braden? I think right after this one. Good. Okay, great. So here's the deal. This Okay, I'm going to try to give you two points because this is where things always get dicey and trying to explain it to people, okay? In the community, this would be, man, on Sunday mornings, we most always have Sunday built into our schedule, right? So maybe your small group meets on Sunday morning at your house, in your place, wherever it may. You might go to do si and bring me back some donuts. I don't know, right? So you meet your group in the community on that Sunday morning, right? Church will always be 9 a.m. on Sunday morning. So if we're here, Lord willing, or wherever we're going to be, church is always 9 a.m. Sunday morning. But this is what it might look like, is your group might meet outside somewhere in the community, right? That's okay. That's still church, okay? Here, wherever the location is, wherever that building is, this is what it might look like, is we might have groups here in the building, Okay, so if you picture with me again, maybe we have rooms, maybe we have something is there's a group over here that, man, it makes sense for a small group to meet here because it's an easy location. We can connect. And maybe there's one over here that's like uh, another group that we're like, man, we just have a good spot. And then maybe we have a bigger room where there's a class being taught on let's get crazy and do revelation or something, you know, whatever it might be. There's a couple larger classes that are relationally driven that are going to help us take steps of faith. And then the fun part is going to be everybody's question is what happens when someone's new and they walk in on second and fourth? Okay, so 
if you've never met Rick and Ginger Glass, I'm going to pick on them, right? They are the most welcoming people we've ever met in our entire lives, right? You instantly feel connected to them, and I think I've tried to get them to adopt me a couple times, okay? But, like, if Rick and Ginger are at the front door, and they say, man, so they're basically host for the day and say, man, we're so glad you're here. Here's some of the options. They kind of sit down and have maybe coffee with you or donuts, because that's out too. And just to connect with you, connect, hey, there's some options here today. Maybe it's a uh, first-time class. Maybe it's an opportunity to jump into a class that they already know somebody. Whatever it might be, we have the place for somebody to walk in on a second and fourth and feel connected instantly because it's Rick and Ginger. That's what they do. Uh, And then they're connected and start to understand the way we do things, right? So the goal in both of these, consistency, intention, and growth toward Jesus. That's what we're after. Okay, consistency intention and growth towards Jesus. My heart is consistency over time. So how do we understand that consistent growth always doesn't look like this? It may look like this. It might go down, but we're consistent in how we live and how we pour into each other and how we point each other to Jesus. So, okay, that was a lot. Questions? Good. Yes. Yes. Go ahead. No, no. Well, John's going to be next. You can go. Will there ever be a weekly service? There will never be a weekly service. Because the hope is we want to understand that the second and fourth is still church. And so that what the heart is is going, this is almost always in our calendar. Right. And because we're creatures of habit, if we can open that up to maybe have more opportunities for groups to exist, for more people to pour into that spot. Uh, it's just a natural spot in people's calendar that we can go, church is always happening, but what that church looks like might vary on those two. Yeah. So that's a great question. John? Fifth Sunday. Did I skip that one? My fault. Fifth Sunday is coming up uh, in just a couple weeks. And so the heart is, uh, man, this is an opportunity to basically, we call it Sacrament Sunday. It sounds very serious, but the cool thing is it's, an opportunity to do communion, baptisms, celebrate what God's done. Uh, we can do child dedication. My kids are moving. <laughs> the flock is moving. Uh, and so there's this great opportunity to build connection over those through, man, taking steps of faith that way. And so it might shift a little bit, but what does it look like uh, when we have more time to take communion together to dive into that? Uh, what does it look like when we get to celebrate baptisms, that one? Uh, and I'm probably thinking of missing of anything else. Anything I missed as far as sacrament? Got them? Yep. Okay. Yes, Debbie. Yeah, absolutely. Group that meets on Tuesdays. Uh, you're fully still a part of everything, okay? So you're still a part of a, the group. You're still a part. Uh, it's not that you're wrong for meeting on Tuesdays. One of the things we even recognize is sometimes in my life, it's easier to do a guy's group on a Tuesday morning breakfast than it is to try to gather both sides of the family and try to get everybody in line, okay? So what that looks like is we're going to continue to find ways to build connection with that group so that they understand, hey, what's going on, how they're a part of the church. Uh, Maybe it's a simple video from us. Maybe they're studying along with something we're doing, uh, but they're still a part and still connected to. But there's opportunity that it doesn't have to be just at this moment. Okay? Does that answer that question? Yeah? Okay. Good. Any others? Because this is the fun one, is the next one. Okay, good. Next one. All right. 
So, money, my least favorite topic. <laughs> uh, so this is our heart, is uh, early on where we're at right now, this is not true yet. So there's transparency for you, okay? But this is where we want to kind of make sure our heart is clear, okay? So uh, one of the things that you'll see first off is staffing, 30%. So most churches are somewhere over 50% of their budget is staffing. Uh, we, again, want to try to continue to work to be as streamlined as possible uh, to make sure this is easy, not like comfortable. It's easy for people to jump in and be a part of it. And so our goal is that we're pouring in as staffing into a much larger section of people who aren't carrying this huge weight of burnout, but instead they feel poured into and loved and cared for that then they can go and invest in somebody else. Okay. So staffing, uh, we have a projected lease because we don't know. It could be 1%, it could be whatever, and then we'd have to divvy that out. But that's for God to decide, but we do have to recognize that we might have to rent for a while, which is a great thing, uh, and so you'll see that. Okay. So then discipleship. Our gathers, our connects, our kids' ministry, our groups, um, whatever that might mean, anything that we're doing, not programmatically, but discipleship-driven, it's going to fall under that category. Okay. Uh, giving and tithing. We want to recognize the same way I started with. Everything that was given to us is given by God. And so you guys are working your tails off day in and day out. And so for you to trust us means that we need to make sure we understand that this was given to us. And so we want to give back as much as possible. And so trying to have healthy ways to dive into both locally, we want to put a, a large emphasis on local, and then maybe very strategic partnerships or connections uh, globally so that we can give towards that and pour into that also. Okay? And then operations, that's how much a stapler costs. So we want that up there. Uh, care would be uh, benevolence, care for people uh, as we're walking through different stages of life, trying to be aware of that. Um, and then savings, because it's good to save money. I'm not the saver in our house. That's why Nikki is here for me. So she keeps me uh, having a couple dollars in my pocket. So questions? Good. We're making it. You have a question? How old am I? <laughs> Almost 41. Thank you for that. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> no, you can't answer a question. All right. That's all right. Okay. Uh, questions, worries, concerns? Good. All right. Next one. Mitchell, so we're, as we were talking about, uh, we want to continually find ways, even with uh, what we have, to invest in families, to build connection to them, and make sure they understand the part of the body. And so Mitchell is leading our team, um, and uh, he's doing a trim, fantastic Tremendous. Thank you. Tremendous job uh, leading the team and helping us take steps and understanding that we don't have to think through kids ministry maybe the way it was done, but gives us opportunity. So Mitchell's going to share kind of one of the first steps that we have for us. Thank you. Yeah. And I'm leading with uh, a few other people. I'm by no means the, the lead person. I have a, a great team. Most of them are up here uh, trying to get our dance moves uh, in sync and coordinated. No promise there. Um, You've heard all morning about the importance of relationship and connection. Um, and it really is the heart of what we're going after here because it's the heart of what Jesus wants from us. He wants that relationship with us. And he not only wants that, he wants us to be connected to the body. And so this is just a real simple event here. We, the details are behind me um, where we want families to have that opportunity, especially being 
so early in the process to just get to know each other. Um, nothing fancy, just a way to come out. We're going to be at the park. We're going to have um, some events, just some activities for families to get to talk to each other, for the kids to hang out. Um, but again, this is not just an event for, for younger kids. Um, we want families of all ages to come out. Um, I know that an older kid like myself is gonna, uh, we're gonna have a flag football game and I'm gonna be reminded just how old I really am uh, in, that, in that process, but it's a great park if you've never been to Elizabeth Township Park. Uh, everything's kind of right on top of each other. There's spots, there's a playground for little kids, there's just open fields. Um, and more than anything, we just want a chance for families to get together and a real simple way just to, to hang out, get to know each other, uh, talk, um, have some fun together. The most important thing, if you could let us know if you're coming, because we're going to be providing pizza and food and, and everything for that day, so it's going to be really helpful if you can go to the connection table, or I know there's going to be an email being sent out this week uh, for you to sign up for, just to let us know for planning purposes. But again, it's just a great opportunity just to come out and get to know some people, uh, let your kids run wild and, and do some fun activities together. And again, um, just a good thing for us adults to find out how much we've aged or, as you said, for, as my daughter asked the question of how old you were, we're going to feel our ages uh, come that Saturday if you come out and play some flag football. So love to see you guys out. Um, I think that's everything. I don't think I have everything else, but I'll hand it back. Joe Thomas. Oh, question. What? Yeah, what kind of toppings? Um, it will only be Hawaiian. <laughs> no. Just a running joke in our guys group that we had. I, I won't bore you, but you can talk to me later about it. Just We have some guys in our group that were very adamant against Hawaiian pizza. But you know what? Like, there's always time for repentance. And, you know, God forgives. <laughs> so, but no, it will be, it will probably just be cheese. I don't even know. It'll probably be cheese. Yeah. Give me that. <laughs> that's Hawaiian pizza. That's what gets us every time. That's the biggest issue we have here. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, so here's the heart is going, uh, this is about Jesus and us taking a step of faith and how we can encourage each other to take a step of faith. And so uh, we're here. We're not going to run off. The elders are going to join me up here in just a minute. But I want to give opportunity. I know we haven't had questions yet. Uh, there is a paper for you or that has uh, some questions on it. Uh, they were so just for, again, transparency there. We had two meetings kind of like last week of February. Uh, and what they were was very similar to this. And the reason we had them is because we were trying to figure out where we're at with people. So people that have expressed interest with us, we're like, where they feel like, man, we're in. So we're trying to solidify where we're at. And so we had those meetings. We had a connection point, had a conversation. They heard some of the information, very similar. They asked some of those questions. And so we handed them back to you so you can understand them also. And, and so the real heart right now is going, Take some time, pray about where God has you. And I think for a lot of us, I, I probably stressed this a couple of times, is pray where you came from. And so there's maybe some healing that needs to happen. There may be whatever that might be. But for us to move forward, we have to allow God some, to move continuously. And sometimes there's some healing that needs to happen in the past. And so it's true for me. It's true for all of us is going, okay, God, that, that was yours 
and this is yours, and we want to move forward in wholeness as much as possible. And so pray through this. Let us know. Uh, there's a small paper in front of you, I think, that has some next steps that you can take, um, and what those are. Uh, is there one close by I can steal? I want to tell them off the top. That's okay. Uh, I think they're backwards. Trey's got it. Did you write it? No. That's good. Someone's got it. So if we start from the bottom and work down, real easy. Uh, Giving, this is not about money. Instead, it's going, hey, this does take money to do this whole thing. Uh, And so there's no pressure in this. And man, I'd rather have the conversation about giving because there's so much that gets tied to it that's not fair, uh, is going... It's all God's, and so we're going to trust him no matter where we go. And so there's ways to give. Uh, planning center, these uh, planning center is how we operate. It's our church database, all that kind of stuff. You can sign up for it. Pretty cool. You can scan the paper if you want to get wild and crazy. Uh, clearances, in the meantime, as we're building, uh, what does it look like? We have to have those for everybody. Just they'll make sure we have a place that's safe for all people to be here. And then most importantly, and that's why it's number one, is prayer is going, uh, what does it look like to pray together? What's it look like to say, okay, God, how have you wired us to be a part of this community and be a part of this place? And what do you want to do so that we can follow you in that? And so the easy steps to take, we'd love for you to join us with that. But most importantly, we want you to hear the information, pray through what God has for you. And then starting from... Uh, September, oh my word, April 2nd, we're going to start working through First Peter together, and uh, we're super excited about that, so be really good. Questions? Joe Thomas. Sure. Uh, there is no shortage of things we can do, which is good. That's fine. It's finding the right connections, I think. So one of the things I always want to try to just be cognizant of is we build relationships that are long-term. Maybe not everything's permanent, but we build relationships that we can go back to, build connections with people so that we're not just kind of jumping from place to place. But my heart is, um, for me, I got to go uh, to a specific mission in Haiti for like, I think I did two trips, maybe three, and you get to see the people at the same time, that kind of thing. So yes, there is plenty of opportunities. We don't know what they are yet, but we would like to build relationships that are long-term and consistent. And so, yes, there's lots to do. That's the best part. So, good. Yes. Can you talk about what you mean by emptying the foster system? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, so one of the things that one of, like... Um, the hope is that if we can kind of build a healthy structure that makes uh, it easy for families to not only get involved in the foster care system, so that maybe as a church we're connected to a bunch of people that are already bringing kids into their lives and we're supporting them so that we can kind of, as healthy as possible, uh, be a spot for those kids to have a healthy spot to land and either go back to their family, which we want to connect with the family also, uh, the biological family, but also then be a support for the family that has those kids in spot. And so what that would look like is, uh, I think there was some stat that said, like, if every church in America adopted a kid, that all kids would be out of foster care system. Um, it doesn't all, it's not a clean process that way, right? There's more work to it. But just that concept of going, how do we dive into, how do we be a support for those families there in it, uh, for those that we're going to be meeting as we're supporting that kid and that family, 
And what does it look like long-term care to be long-term support for family, biological, or adopted? Does that make sense? Uh, I think not necessarily an organization um, tied to it, but I think being a place that we know that that's part of who we are. So, like, without um, uh, maybe a driving factor in who we are. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, uh, tied to it, invested in it, connected to it, those kind of things. Um, But we probably won't be a place that will be it wouldn't be like organizationally we are a foster spot. Does that make sense? Yeah. Great question. Thoughts? Yes. Uh, Jeremiah, could you just give us a big brush stroke of what the organizational leadership yeah. of the church looks like? Yeah, absolutely. Great question. So over the last couple of months, uh, you've seen right now we have uh, three elders, which you'll see up here in a minute. Uh, so them and myself, uh, we are a team. It's elder driven, um, but it's that weird dynamic of trying to work through, hey, this is what God's praying through, like those kind of things. Um, but I have accountability and, and a huge amount of relationship uh, with them. Uh, we were meeting weekly up until I think maybe the new year, and we're bi-weekly now. We're praying through both uh, the connection, what we're doing, the logistics, but also uh, the spiritual weight of who we are. And with that, we have a huge, uh, maybe not huge, but a, the launch team, for lack of a better term, is a made a large portion of, like, this is our leadership of who we are as a church. And so uh, it's diverse as far as different people, different spots. Um, so we have a launch team right now. And we have some elder. We have an elder board right now that leads uh, and carries through with that. And so, um, trying to think of any questions I missed. No, did I get them all? Okay. Yeah. Questions? Worries? Yeah. Right. Yep, that's great. Yep, so, yeah, that's a great point. So I'm full-time, just in case you weren't aware, uh, and Shauna is doing about 10 hours a week plus 100 extra hours she does for fun. Uh, so she has helped us greatly, and uh, anything you've seen printed or organized or make it look nice, that's been Shauna and been very much a huge help to keep us moving. So, yeah, great point. Okay. Worries? Okay. Here's what we're going to do. If we can all stand up, we're going to pray together. The good news is, if you're already half asleep, there's donuts out at the front, okay? And uh, the heart here is to not run out. Um, And so what's it look like to build relationship and connection? And so uh, my heart here is going... This is uh, our church walking towards Jesus, and how do we continue to allow that to happen? And so I'm going to pray that way, and uh, are you going to pray? No. Oh, okay. All right. (laughs) Jesus, thank you. Thank you for who you are. And so, Father, uh, just like we heard in Scripture uh, this morning, you are here for us. uh, And so, Father, you change us. 
you move in us. And uh, Father, we are so thankful for how you are doing that. And so, Father, we recognize uh, sometimes there's huge steps and sometimes there's I could barely lift my leg and you are there with us. And so thank you for the strength to change. Thank you for the grace to know what you're working in. Thank you for the mercy of a God who loves us and is not far off. And so, Father, help us today. Help us to hear from you as far as where you want us to be and uh, what this calls us to. And so, Father, with that, it goes, uh, there's some healing. There's some uh, things that we need you to move in, that we need to turn over to you. There's both forgiveness to seek and forgiveness to give. And, Father, that's really difficult. But, Father, that opens our hands and lets go of wounds. Father, it opens us up to you being the answer to us, not our control. And so, Father, help us. Father, there's plenty for you to do in this world, and we want to follow you into those wars and those battles, not against people, but against, against the devil. So, Father, help us. Help us to trust you. Help us to see life the way you have it, and help us to love you the most. So, Father, we need you. Thanks for you in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for listening and being a part of this community. We hope that today's message helps you grow in your relationship with Jesus and live out what His Word is calling you to. Hit the subscribe button below to follow us, share with a friend, or leave a review. If you'd like to give to this ministry, you can do so at 717.church.